0: Hi, this is Jeff Steele. Today we're reading from Nehemiah chapter 2 verses 1 through 10. In the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was brought for him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. I had not been sad in his presence before, so the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, may the king live forever Why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? The king said to me, What is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king, If it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried so I can rebuild it. Then the king, with the queen sitting beside him, asked me, How long will your journey take and when will you get back? It pleased the king to send me, so I set a time. I also said to him, if it pleases the king, may I have letters to the governors of Trans-Euphrates so that they will provide me with safe conduct until I arrive in Judah? And may I have a letter to Asaph, keeper of the royal park, so he will give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple and for the city wall and for the residence I will occupy? And because the gracious hand of my God was on me, the king granted my requests. So I went to the governors of Trans-Euphrates and gave them the king's letters. The king had also sent army officers and cavalry with me. When Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official heard about this, they were very much disturbed that someone had come to promote the welfare of the Israelites. Now, Nehemiah had just told us a really important piece of information at the end of the previous chapter. Remember that he said, I was cupbearer to the king. This is an important detail because it means that Nehemiah actually had access to the king. Having access to the king meant he was able to ask for big favors. Now, in this case, Nehemiah is so troubled by the report that he heard regarding his homeland, it actually interferes with his duties. He brings wine to the king and he's sad in the king's presence. Now, this was a time when kings could do pretty much whatever they wanted. If you look at them wrong, or you don't bring their cup exactly the way they like, they could throw you in prison or even execute you. Kings were not people that you messed around with. You put on your best face. You laughed at all the king's jokes, even if they weren't funny. And you never, ever did anything to make the king angry. We know that this was a big deal because two reasons in the text. One, Nehemiah points out that he was never sad in the king's presence before. And two, he notes that he was very afraid. So he's actually already in pretty deep when the king asks him, What's wrong with you? And how do you respond? Do you ever have a moment like that when you really want to share what's on your heart, but you're also really afraid to? Like... Maybe you're talking to a family member or close friend. I mean, somebody who really cares about you, and they can tell something is not quite right, and they ask, what's wrong? You know, talk to me. What's going on? Well, you have a choice, don't you? Do you tell them, or do you hold it in? No, no, it's nothing, you can say. I'm just, you know, run down lately. I don't know what it is. Even though on the inside, you know exactly what it is that you wish you had the courage to say. Imagine Nehemiah is like that. He knows what he wants to say. He knows what he wants to talk about, but it requires a lot of courage on his part to do so. Sometimes it takes a lot of courage to say it out loud, doesn't it? Sometimes you want to convince yourself that it's private, you know, it's personal, or or that nobody else has the time or interest to listen to your story. But the path that Nehemiah takes in the story involves opening his mouth and having to say it out loud. So he tells the king about his homeland and about how Jerusalem is in ruins. The walls and the gates have been destroyed. Now the king understands what he's being told, but again, he needs Nehemiah to say it out loud. So he says, what are you asking? Now this is another opportunity for Nehemiah to shrink back and chicken out. First, he could have put on his happy face, even though things were really difficult for him. Second, he could have insisted that "Ah, he was just tired or just a little under the weather or nothing was really wrong. Now, for the third time, he has to summon the courage to speak up and speak boldly. Now is the time to make the big ask. Wouldn't it be just so much easier if everyone would know exactly what we need and just give it to us? I mean, it would have been so much easier if the king could have just said, here's what I'm going to do for you, Nehemiah. I can see this is hard for you, so I'm going to give you all the resources and authority to do something about it. But, that's not how the story goes. The king makes him ask for it. Now, I admit, I'm not very bold when it comes to the ask. Okay, My wife loves to bargain, you know, like garage sales and Craigslist and things like that. She has no problem asking for a discount or free shipping or something. I don't even like to be around when that happens. I don't know why. I just I feel bad asking for a better deal for some reason. That's me. I don't know. But there are times like this one where where you actually, you have to ask. So Nehemiah goes big here. He asks for a leave of absence from his job to go restore Jerusalem. He asks for the king to use his influence to grant him safe passage. And he asks for all the building supplies he's going to need. He basically asks for the king to make him the governor of the city so that he has the authority to do what needs to be done. And notice this, because God was with him, the king granted his requests. The king sent the supplies and even an armed escort with Nehemiah so he could get the job done. And I just think, how much courage does it take to make that ask? I can think of two places in my life that this really applies. Number one, sometimes in prayer, I think we're reluctant to ask for things. Sometimes I feel bad about asking God for things in prayer or like, Like he's got more important things to do than listen to me, you know, or like as if I'm bothering him or something. And it just reminds me, it's in the book of James where it says, you do not have because you don't ask. If you don't have something, it's because you haven't asked God for it. The second place that I think this applies, there may be somebody in your life that you need to ask something from. You need to ask for something you need. You need, to, you need to take a really bold step and be transparent with that person. You need to ask for something that you need or, th- or that maybe you really want to ask that neighbor to come to church with you or, or you want to ask that friend to spend time together. Whatever it is, there may be something holding you back. And I wonder if it might be time to take a page from Nehemiah's book and just close your eyes, take a deep breath, say a prayer, And make the ask. So the question is How about you? What do you sense that God is inviting you to ask for? Let's pray. God, thank you for leading us. Thank you for giving us the courage when we need it. And I pray that you give us the courage to be transparent. I pray that you give us the courage to be honest. And I pray that you would give us the courage to be bold when we ask. We would boldly ask in prayer for our friends, for our neighbors, and uh, that, God, you would give us confidence in who we are to live today under your name. Amen. Have a great day.